episode number 79 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself Kyle Gregg. So Tom, how's that gammy knee of yours? The gammy knee is, is getting better. I'm still, I'm now two two weeks in a day without running though, so you can imagine the the sort of uh, mental torture that I'm going through. You've still got that happy face though, that, uh, that bright happy face of yours, so... It's not all doom and gloom. So, so what have you been doing to keep it, keep yourself entertained in the Mate, weekend? It's, it's brutal. This, apologies to listeners. I, I mean, I can't speak for Carl, but it's Dullsville for me. Sunday, I cleaned the garage. Oh, wow. It was a bit of a mess. I, I remember going in there and you had about 100 different pairs of shoes, all, <laughs> all old, uh, old Pegasus, all old Pegasus with, with, with no soles left on them and, um, and about 20 bikes. So, so it's, now, um, it's now sorted. All the old I've done, I was ruthless with old shoes. I chucked them all out. I chucked out my old Vaporflies from Frankfurt, which was a sad, uh, sad thing. But anyway, that's all been gone. I've moved the bike onto the turbo. I've got the TV ready to be wall-mounted for some turbo sessions. So the, the winter is... I'm ready for winter now. Winter is coming. The winter is coming. It's... It sure has. This, this weather was grim. Oh so, word. did you? How were you getting oh. on? Did you manage to get out in that absolute miserable weather? I did. I yeah. I was um, on on the Saturday. I ended up just staying inside and doing a wee treadmill session. Um, but I, I say a treadmill session. It was just an easy run on the Saturday because I did a I did a race on on Friday. Again, brutal conditions. Brutal. Uh, and Sunday, I did a long run again. Brutal conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out today um, at lunchtime for a wee, a wee easy run as well. But, uh, ah, you know what? Like, it's a question for you, Tom, and, and listeners. If it's the conditions it is at the moment, do you go outside and run or do you stay indoors and run on a treadmill? What do you do? Run outside. What should you do? Run outside. Why? Why? I, I'm just... I find the tread, treadmill is last resort. The only time I'll go on a treadmill is if it's icy, icy outside. Um, I, I just think running outside, uh, I think it's better for your form. There's, I don't know, everyone's different, but I really, I really much prefer running outside for that reason. I'll do laps of the the where the, the wee town that we're living in now. It's like a mile lap, and I just do laps of that rather than going on a treadmill. Oh well, I don't want a treadmill, but there's a treadmill at work I could use if I wanted. So so what so the only time you use a treadmill is when it's icy. Pretty much, I went through a phase of of trying to use the treadmill once a week and like focus on form and all that. But pff, I just find uh, I just rather I just going outside is I don't know I find it's uh, if I'm gonna lace up, it's a forty minute run is a forty minute run doesn't matter where I do it. Do you look down on people who run in the treadmill who when it's a lovely day outside? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I just I, I I walk past them. I spit on the treadmill in absolute disgust. So anyone listening who's on a treadmill, get get your ass outside and into the brutal conditions. Exactly. Uh, but but yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm torn really. You know I think there's when it's a nice day and and you want to get a, a good hard session on the treadmill, then go for it. You know it's better than doing doing a session. Um, it's better than not doing any sessions. True. So, do you know what my problem uh, is with the treadmill, right? I don't know what the treadmill's telling me. Now, some people say I'll oh, use a foot pod or is the treadmill calibrated. I just don't know how to trust the treadmill in terms of set paces. I've gone out, I've done sessions because I used to work offshore, so I was doing four weeks at a time. I only could do, maybe that's why I'm put off them now. I could only do treadmill. So, like my long run on a Sunday, treadmill, watching 
the watching a like the Premier League with a Malaysian commentary. Like that was like <laughs> um, I, I even tried running around the heli deck like small laps of like what it must be about twenty meters <laughs> circumference. Uh, Absolutely. Just, anyway, uh. so anyway, maybe that's where I've I've gone from. But I I used to do sessions out there, and I remember doing sessions like say eight hundred meters on the treadmill, and I was doing them. I don't know, like at that stage for me, six minute miling was an effort. So I was doing like three minute reps on when I was metro training on when my time off. Now on the rig, I was running like. 240s and i'm thinking this isn't right this is not this is bullshit <laughs> you know I, but the problem is you get that i then i go on a treadmill now and i don't really know what to what is uh what's right how do you get around that or do you do it in just pure effort i i um a good question i think i do it on pure effort but i also i i only i i use the pace when i'm running well and I know I'm going really fast. Like it's, I, I find it quite easy to, to, to push the treadmill to like a, a really, really fast pace. Like, you know, say if I'm running, uh, let's say I'm outside the running three minute flat, I can push the treadmill to 250 per K and feel not, it feels hard. Don't get me wrong, but because you're, you just have to lift your legs up, you know, yeah, I see, yeah. <laughs> you're not having to, you're not having to use your, I suppose your, posterior chain as as much as you have to outside just hanging, you know just, like, hanging in the air you know you can use you know if it gets too fast just hold on to the side and just move your legs you know and you and then and then take a selfie of your uh your your pv on the on the yeah, treadmill and you're all, all yeah. good you know i find that's what it's all about you know, so. tre- this is a tre- treadmill banter is always quite funny like, I, there's, i'm one of these people if i go on a treadmill i'm doing an easy run and someone I'm, I'm going to be quite transparent here. Someone from work arrives on the treadmill next to me and is not a runner, is wearing like a <laughs> pair of like uh, on-running or uh, not on-running, that's a bad example. Someone like Merrill, absolute barefoot, vibro, five fingers, oh. gets on with a pair oh, of them on oh. and an Aberdeen shirt. My instant, my judgment kicks in <laughs> instantly. And I notice that they're running faster than me and I'm like, nah. So I've got to crack the treadmill. <laughs> it's really bad, but they may only be doing it for like two minutes. But that and alone, I'm, I've got this. I don't know if it's it's not judgment. I think it's maybe me being like I feel I should be. These people know I'm I'm supposed to be a runner. <laughs> I should be the fact that I'm run, You know, and that is that's really bad for me. I know that, but it's uh it's funny how you get. Oh, that. I do. I do that all the time though. Like I mean, I work in a gym, so I go on the treadmill for an easy run. This some boy or some girl goes faster than me. You know. And they're looking at your, they're looking at your treadmill as well. They're looking oh, at yeah. your display, you know. And you're like, for God's sake, <laughs> you know, do you really want to see the the rat, you know? Do you really want to see Kyle Gregg in, uh, in running poetry? Okay, right. Let's 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 uh, bring this bring this incline down to zero percent and uh, increase it to whatever. <laughs> Good running form, you know. Uh, head head back, chest out. Yeah, you know. Back of your heels going all the way up to your butt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looking the shiz, you know, crack, crack, landing yeah. directly under the under the the, the body. Nice. Um, no, but uh, no. I, well, one thing I I do like about running on a treadmill is, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have a a treadmill in my garage. It's not a fancy one. Well, it's a commercial one, but it's an old, very old commercial one. But it does the job for running fast. But um, I, I I do like going and just putting a YouTube video on, an inspiring YouTube video on, or 
Uh, so yesterday or two days ago, I watched one. There's an interview, not an interview, but a wee documentary about um, Jake and Zane Robertson. Okay. Uh, it's like half an hour, but it's basically their rise to to how you know how good they are now. But it was in the early years. It's brilliant. It really inspired me. But they basically achieved the the qualifier for the world championships mm. and um, Jake in the five k and, and Zane in the ten, I think it was. Okay. And uh, oh, it got me fired up. But, but the, the issue I had there was I was only doing an easy run, mm. so it's hard to not get you know you could get too fired up in an easy run. I find that with and music. Go a faster. Yeah, I find that with music yeah. as well. That I'm listening to some like banging tune drops, and I'm and suddenly oh, I'm like, absolutely pelting it through the, through the woods. <laughs> but the the good thing about having a treadmill in your garage, you can basically run naked. You know, with you can't do that in the gym, yeah. so. I mean, I'm, there's me, you know, my little short shorts on, my my tap taps off, and my head back, my my buff on, ready to ready to rock and roll and take on the world. Um, so there's uh, it it just got me fired up for goals after even just doing that easy run. It really nice. just um made me really want to get a marathon PB next year. Made you really want um, to move to Iten. Yeah, and that too, but I don't think Logan would be quite. I don't think he'd be happy enough in that. You know, living the Kenyan way. But although saying that, he doesn't know any different at no. the moment. So look, mate, you know, you, that, you've, you've put it out here on this podcast that he's going to be a marathon champion. Are you going to take his development seriously or not? You know, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I really think you're shortcutting here. If you want him to be a world champion, you need to get him to I ten now. Development starts <laughs> so now. Who, so any any listeners who are fast runners and role models uh, from Kenya who would like to take on. We'd like to to train Logan and, and make him the the best marathon runner that he can be. Um, please get in touch. The best thing tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com. <laughs> the best thing you could do for that loon is to enrol him in like a school that's about twenty miles away and make him run to work. <laughs> run to work. Run. Make him work in the morning, then run to school. <laughs> We've got plenty of tatties in the veggie patch. It's a good deadlift there for him. On the on the treadmill subject, then one um. And that, and that's another thing I've often wondered, right? I guess you work in the gym, so you've got that. You you would assume the the kit's well maintained and in good shape. Obviously, I'm the treadmill I used to use, or when I still go off show now, is a bit. Um, it's a bit of maybe extreme example, but I wonder. A, I feel like saying to them, when was that last maintained? When was it last calibrated? Because it's just a belt and a. Do you know it's it's very, if you start doing splits and stuff, it's very difficult to to get a feeling for. I guess you could use a foot pod on it. Um, but I kind of what you know. I know some people have rules of thumb about oh you should increase the elevation to one percent. You know what? What's your kind of feeling on doing a session on treadmill? And how do you do you go up to one uh, percent to make it? Because obviously you've got no air resistance. You know how do you make it as what you would think is a relevant session? Um, well, it depends how. Uh, I, it's a good question, but if I'm really if I'm really unfit. I.e. I know my pace is shite and I'm doing a session 0%. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's a mental thing. 0%. <laughs> I need all the help I need. I can need all the help I can get. And uh, But what I won't do is I won't go about, um, you know, banging on about that amazing rep session I did at mm. whatever pace because I know I basically, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat myself. I just wanted to run fast. Um, but... Uh, why, you know, as a rule of thumb, I'll usually just put it to one percent. Mm-hmm. And when I'm kind of getting fitter, I sometimes go, I fluctuate from one to point five sometimes. 
<laughs> when it gets harder, right? Let's bring this quite down. And especially when you're in the gym, you know, everyone's watching you run fast. You don't want to slow your speed down. Yeah. You can bring the incline down a wee bit and you're, you know, you're still beating that guy who's right next to and you. Do you use, do you use the regular, because tr- I was in your gym last week and I'm going to come back onto your gym because I've got some feedback oh, for go. you. But were you, were you oh. on the plain treadmill or the fancy pants curved one? I'm, and oh, what the oh, hell is no. that one for? I don't like the fancy pants curved one because um, you can't you can't do a session a long distance session. That. I mean you can, but if you look at that display, you're going to be absolutely shocked by uh, the, the, the 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 effort that you're having to work versus your pace. Your pace would just be so slow. So, I, for example, I tried to do two minute efforts on there, and uh, I was running four minute per k, but my heart rate was about ninety percent of its max. So I knew. For that pace wasn't calibrated mm, to my effort. Uh, okay. um, so, uh, so there's your answer. Forget, forget about the, forget about the pace on that. If you want to run on it, um, it's better those curved treadmills. So it's basically self-powered. Um, just for the listeners, because you probably wonder what the hell's a curved treadmill that Tom was on. Um, a lot of the sprinters use them. Oh, I know um, Zoe Clark. She's in, in Kelsey Stewart, who are uh, regulars at. Uh, Aberdeen Sports Village, they use them sometimes in their sessions. Um, so you can really work up a pace, but you, you know, no point. Don't don't look at how fast you go on it, because unless you use the same the same uh, display function and you, you calibrate it to your effort, then that's fine. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. don't get disheartened by uh, the speed that you're going at. So I, I didn't use it for for reference, but I saw saw them and I was like, what the hell is that? But um, no, I mean I'm jo- when I say I, I was a bit joking earlier on about people using treadmill. I think the tread the good thing about the treadmill is it is it is an opportunity for anyone to run because a lot of people, I guess, when you get into running, to thought of gone, you know, and I know guys who just get into running at work and they're like, what? How far do I go for a run? I'm like, well, I don't know. And they're, for them, do I run a mile or two miles? I think that the time idea is good. So someone someone can just jump on a treadmill and do right. I'm going to run ten minutes. I'm going to run fifty minutes before you maybe get into right. I'm going to run all the way around this block or whatever. I, mean, I think it is really accessible. And also in a gym, you know, it's pretty, nobody really, I mean, we're joking a bit. Nobody really cares what other people are doing in the gym. Um, nah, nah. My only, but what I will say, so I, I'm on the rehab uh, route at the moment. <laughs> now I go into the gym on Tuesday with a plan. It's all strength and conditioning. So I've got to do some work. I mean, Kyle has seen it now. I've got to do work with a bar. I've got to do work with uh, with kettlebells, dumbbells. So I wandered into the gym last Tuesday night when I saw the Metro Boys, the usual club training. They shot for the run. I went up to the gym, walked in, and amongst all these beefcakes, I've never felt so out of place. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I was like, am I allowed just to pick up, the, to get involved and start using the bar with like five, I'm not, not five kilos. I don't know. How, it was like one rep max type thing. I don't know what my one, one rep no, max. I don't know what, what, one rep max or five kilograms. No, no, that's what I was supposed to be doing, lifting one rep max. And I'm like, do I just go on and start trying to find out my one rep max without, you know, I should probably get someone to spot me here. Some scrawny runner collapsing under the weight of a bar. And so, wait, so anyway, I went in and they're all, they're all lined up using the bars and they're all, you know, absolutely jacked. <laughs> and it was like such an it's such an intimidating environment to the extent, I, and they're looking at me like I'm an idiot. And I wanted to go up to them and say, "I settle down. I can run a two thirty marathon." <laughs> you know, that's that is immediately I felt so out of place. Anyway, I, and then even just using the dumbbells and stuff, I'm doing. Anyway, it, needless to say, this it didn't go very well because I couldn't get into like the I had this plan of what I was supposed to do, and then I. How about? 
How about Kyle Gregg comes along first session with you and I'll hold your hand and 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 hold hold the hold that five kilogram bar in case you so, in case it falls in your chest. So the the, uh, the, the the well, what I need to do is go and it's a bit quieter because also I again I'm not again this is someone who's used to just putting his shoes on and running outside. I'm not queuing for equipment. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh no. That's so the plan, our TRS plan of doing it in the morning will be quite good and also. Uh, this is boring for listeners who don't live in Aberdeen. But what's that little weights area on the indoor track all about? Oh, that's a wee S and C space. Okay, I'm gonna... That's where, that's uh, we're, we're gonna. Okay, that's where I should be get... going. That's where we're gonna be okay. going in the mornings. The only yeah, Aye, I'm we'll... def- I'll be all over that then. That's good. Well, uh, you know, to to have a look at your program, you've got uh, so James Cruikshank's giving you a fairly in-depth program, isn't he? It's excellent. A wee cheeky little rehab program. Um, so I'm fairly impressed. You know, it's all split up by warm-up, strengthen exercises, and plyometric d- drills. So I think, um, you know, this will be great for uh, this. And I'm sure James is okay with me using this, but this is going to form an outline for the for the sessions that we're going to have. I think provisionally a Thursday morning, but I have to speak to you about that Tom yeah, offline, and we'll okay. uh, we'll get that promoted. Um, to some of the some of the local Aberdonians or local listeners in Aberdeen so a, to come along and take I part. There's a few boys are are up for it. Aye. Steve Bucking, oh, Rico, all these. Oh, the, it's the Metro lads. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, well, uh, it'll be it'll be good, interesting to see what their their one rep max is. Eh? Exactly. Well, that's the thing you've seen. So I've got <laughs> I've got the plan in front of me, and actually we, we can report back next week because I've been really quite pleased to get this from James because I really had no idea what sort of you know strength and conditioning what should a runner be doing I've been doing some stuff in the past off internet but it's quite good to get something that's a bit more uh, uh, tailored to me and also stuff that looks quite useful to anyone but like 12 by 3 minute deadlifts at 80% of a 1 rep max I'm not sure what my 1 rep max deadlift is <laughs> so I need to I think the first session is going to be you need to just uh, yeah just scope the field first before you before you enter yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if that's a saying. That. <laughs> right. Again, I should have thought about this before. So I just cruised into the gym, ready to go. And I've got my phone out and I'm reading the sessions on the phone. Hey, I should have written it down rather than be <laughs> looking on the phone. Jesus. So it's, it's just absolute amateur hour. How did your hip thrusters go? Did you do, oh. Were you standing up doing them? <laughs> <laughs> so those, do you know what? Things on the mat were all right. I just get, um, it was fine. Actually, and also I found being a runner, chin-ups, no worries. Because you're not, you know. It's, oh really? Yeah. You're, How many can you do? Well, two set. I did that. Uh, the, the thing had uh, three sets of ten. <laughs> did, you, did you do ten chin-ups in a row? Yeah. Right. Really? Yeah. Nah. Oh, what? Without stopping? Without stopping? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but, that's pretty impressive. But, but it's. I mean, it's. You'd be the same as me. We don't weigh very much, runners. <laughs> well, I can't do ten anymore. Oh, well, but... ten, I'll be honest. The last one was like. <laughs> <laughs> you're Jeez. basically like praying for your chin to get above the bar you know, I can't, do, please don't do any more of these sessions because I can't wait to absolutely piss myself off I can't wait and I'm going to film it because it's going to be comedy gold the, the TRS live what? on Facebook I'm not, how's your skipping? I, I'll skip, I see you've got skipping yeah so I'm, I need to order a skipping rope actually <laughs> did you do anything? Oh, no, I, 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 so I did the skipping without a skipping rope 
It's three hundred. So you use three hundred skips. I did. I did yeah, I did three hundred skips. I did. You say what did, did you I just, do? Well, did you just uh, did you just go did you just go in the gym at peak time and just skip around the <laughs> gym? <laughs> so I actually did. I did uh, everything. Everything I should do except the single leg stuff because my knee was my knee's not up to that yet. But yeah, I did. Uh, no, I'm joking. We did t- kettlebells, no worries, deadlift, squat, did it all. Jesus, boom. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to teach me how it's done. Well, you're going to have to, I say I've done it all. You're going to look at me and go, nah, that's not the right form. <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll film your form and then you can compare it against your, your cheeky little YouTube uh, examples, eh? Or even, even better, even a, a real life person who can do it very effectively. Indeed. And I'm sure, uh, I'm not saying I, I'm that effective at them all, but some of them I should be able to. Do, so for but... non-Aberdeen-based TRS listeners, what we'll do is we'll put up a, once we've got this, the, our resident PT, Kyle, has sorted us out with a schedule with all this sort of stuff in it. We'll put it on the on the website and our cool new bit. Check it out. And if you want to be doing your own Thursday morning or Wednesday morning, whenever we do it, and uh, TRS, you don't, it can be a, re- a remote session. Let Do it in knowing that in spirit you're doing it with the TRS lads. Exactly, yeah. But I think that's a great idea. So we'll get that uploaded on the the good old time running shorts website that's that is now live it is yeah it is it's, and it's looking amazing so yeah feel free folks to get in touch and uh you know fill, fill your boots of content as well indeed right so that's uh we haven't really that's that i think that's about it now eh, well, yeah <laughs> see you later <laughs> we've, we've told <laughs> we've just spoke about treadmill running and indoor work that's fairly apt at this time of year you know it's a, a lot darker now you know winter's coming in the winter training a lot of typically people will will start bumping up the mileage and doing some strength work so what better time to to you know to start implementing this um with the guidance of the tartan running shorts uh uh, experts indeed I wouldn't say experts but so you never really finished on um on your week so yeah my the story of my week was a couple of gym attempts one failed one not so bad and then fanning around the house. What about you then? What about the? Um, actually, one thing I should say. Actually, I was in a, I was in France last week as well for work for a few days, and I did that weird thing. And I was, uh, I was trying to do my exercises in the in the hotel, right? And I had one of them requires is like most of it's like static stuff. It's fine, but one of them is like a lunge. So I've got to do a lunge. So I'm stood. I'm in like I had I packed some running shorts to do like exercise in. But I thought, I'll be in my room, so it'll be fine. So I only had, like, short shorts on. So I put my... And I couldn't do it in the room because it was too small a room. So I went out into the hotel corridor, and I'm doing this, like, dynamic lunge, like, down, oh, the, down oh, the length no. of the corridor in, like, a <laughs> pair of short shorts. No socks, nothing. Had my headphones in, which was a bit of a problem. Anyway, I walked the length of this corridor, and at the end of the corridor, I turned around, and some bloke had been, like, trying to get past me, walking down the corridor <laughs> to get to the lift. And I'm walking down, like, it looks like the Ministry of Silly Walks, lunging yeah. down this hotel corridor. So embarrassing. Oh, 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 really? There's always one idiot, isn't there? Yeah. Anyway, Jesus. so that was the story of my week. Pretty uneventful, but um, pretty different. How about you, though? You, so you mentioned you did a race last week. I did. I did the, the proms three kilometres on a Friday lunchtime. Uh, so I was going to do a session anyway, and I was like, hold on, the proms three k's on. So... Basically, folks, the, our club, Met Rabideen, organised a, a proms three-kilometre road race along the promenade, funnily enough, um, and uh, it goes out and back, basically. Well, it goes along the top of the, the prom, and then it, you, you finish on the bottom of the prom. And uh, 
Yeah, so one one PM. So it's a perfect time, you know, if you're working or you're off even to to go along and you know, you get the session done pretty quickly. So did a couple of miles warm up and then uh cracked on, took took my, my long my jacket off, my long sleeve top, had my shorts on, um the moment I had my shorts, well, the moment I, I I got to the start line, you know when you you know when it's that cold and that wet, it's and it's windy, and you and you slap your legs about and you can't feel them. Mm-hmm. They're just like red raw. That was the feeling I got, and I thought, oh god. oh god. So I'm like, and there's me trying to like, and, I, and this isn't just me. This is everyone at the race, no doubt. Um, I'm trying to warm up. I'm trying to do strides to try and get warmer and to try and get like, um. You know, almost more flexible, but the, when you get colder, you, you you feel like you're stiffening up. So uh, I was just like, it's pointless doing strides because I'm not getting any faster. I'm getting colder because <laughs> <laughs> of the the wind. You know, the wind resistance. I mean, running in away from the wind was actually a little bit warmer. But uh, anyway, I started off. Didn't know how it was going to go, um, and I I got a cheeky little a cheeky little win from it. Um, your man uh, Koskai from from Kenya was running, so he's just fresh from um, doing the winning the Loch Ness marathon. Um, he went off a bit quick, and then I slowly caught him up at the turnaround point halfway, and uh, and just pushed on for the second half. So I was quite happy with my. I mean, my time wasn't super fast, but the conditions weren't exactly on our on, in in our favour either. Yeah. So it was like nine twenty something, nine twenty two or something like that. Um, but my second. My second, like, my last mile was, I think it was like 4.45 Ooh, or something nice. like that. Um, but, I mean, there was a good tailwind, you know, so it wasn't like it was, uh, I, I can't I can't say it's, <laughs> it was unaided, you know, um, or it was aided. Well, it was aided because it had a, 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 a good wee tailwind, but there was a good he- headwind at the start going into the, going in initially. But, um, yeah, I, I was quite happy with that. And then I had a few minutes off, and then I did a six-mile tempo to finish off my nice. my session. Uh, nothing faster, sub-six-minute mile pace and with a little bit of fatigue in the legs. So it was a good marathon training. I say marathon training. It's a good, you know, it's a good step for getting a bit of speed. And um, and so, I, you know, like I said before, couple, last couple of weeks, I've been just trying to get a little bit quicker again, and I'm starting to feel that I'm getting a bit more sharpness in the legs again, good. which is good. Uh, and uh, on Sunday, I did some some hills. Uh, just in the, uh, I call it the sheep carcass uh, hill rep session I did, because basically I ran I ran around I ran to this trail one time. There was this 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 sheep that's been eaten by foxes or deer. I don't know it, was, it wasn't deer anyway. Um, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I, had, I thought it was a dog initially, but no, it was a sheep, but it was basically half eaten. So I call it the sheep carcass <laughs> hill wreck. Um, so it was 45, eight times 45 seconds with some squat jumps uh, in between each of the reps that's been uh, prescribed by my coach. So that was good. Um, and uh, and here I am sitting sitting down on a Monday evening with Tom, feeling feeling that I'm getting better. As Tom's still recovering from injury. Good. So Good that's that. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I must say I'm I'm lucky at the I feel lucky that I've I've managed to get some sessions in. Just man, just trying to you know work it with uh, with childcare, I suppose. You know, I say childcare. You know, when when Debbie's looking after Logan and you know invite you know swapping swapping the sessions around as well, so that um, you know I. You know, I get I look after Logan and Debbie gets out and does her training because she's obviously training for 
she's training for London as well in in, in amongst all our triathlon sessions as well. So it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's coming together quite quite good. So that's that's where I'm at, Tom. Nice, very good, very good. Hi. Okay, so let's move on to interview then. This week we've got a great interview lined up for you. We've got Mark Monroe, the chief executive of Scottish Athletics. Mark has been in that role for a few years now, so listeners will know him well. And it's a great coup for us. I mean, it was great to catch up with Mark. Super nice guy. Really interesting to hear from in terms of uh, Scottish athletics, uh, his own background, states of the sport, challenges, etc. So I hope you enjoy it. I certainly did. Right, I'm absolutely uh, delighted. Tonight we're joined by Mark Monroe. So, Mark, Chief Executive of Scottish Athletics, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Tom. Great to be on it. As I said before to you, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of the, the Catrun Shorts. It's a privilege to be on here as well. <laughs> and the privilege is ours. So, well, I mean, our, our listeners will know who you are. Um, you know, you've uh, you've been with Scottish Athletics eight years. You've, uh, you know, previous roles in, in development. You had roles at Scot- Sports Scotland on the board there. Work with the SFA, Tennis Scotland, different capacities. A, a really impressive, uh, impressive resume. But what's more impressive to us is your pedigree. I mean, Scottish schools cross country champion. We understand. So, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, it it was took me a lot of time to find out a bit about your running background. But that vest for Scotland at hill running, Scottish Uni's eight hundred meter champion. So so let us start with your running background. Tell us a bit about you as a runner. Yeah, to be fair. Um a long time ago now, you, you must have dug through the archives, probably found some of that. Uh, <laughs> sure, um, yeah, I mean, I started probably like, like most people, I've got an older brother, Chris, who was, uh, he must have been nine or something like that, he, he started, his mad team went on with friends to Haddington, uh, or Help, as they were called, Haddington, people being pacemakers, uh, and I just kind of tagged along and was, was watching, um, we were from the bar. Henry Muchimore was was the coach back then. He's still going strong. He's still in today. So, uh, aye. So basically, because of that, I, I got involved at Harrington at a very young age. And Alec Jackson always takes great delight in telling me that I ran underage in the coach race and made up <laughs> the team that won some what event it was for for help back in the in the late eighties. But uh, yeah, so I've always been passionate about running. It's always been something I've done. And then when Dunbar kind of it was, it was Chad Dunbar forming a, a club. We were part of the sort of founder members back, I think I was 86, if I remember rightly. So, yeah, I just always loved running. And I, my background always started off, it was always kind of hills. It was always, uh, it's up endurance, as you get much, much endurance you have as a, as a kid at that age. But, you know, as a running club, you would tend to be out there running or you'd be pounding the streets in the winter. And we didn't really do uh, jumping or throwing because there wasn't facilities to do that. So that's what I did. And then I kind of progressed. Um, you, you've mentioned my, probably my... <laughs> <laughs> I always joke with Ali Love, our events manager, because he won the uh, the, the school's cross country in '89. I won it in 1990. I think that was the peak of our careers, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I got a little bit more serious, uh, sort of late oh, into secondary school and joined Edinburgh. And I moved to Edinburgh, um, like many do when you're, you're down East Lothian, because the, the coaching really wasn't there at the time. So um, I joined John Lee's group. I was coached by John for okay. probably the best part of ten years, and. Uh, he said to me, that, listen, there's a little bit of speed in there, let's just, you know, <laughs> park endurance for a little while, let's see how fast we can get you, because you need to be fast to be good at endurance as well. So I started focusing on yeah, a lot of kind of eights and fours in, in my sort of mid-teens and, and late-teens, and yeah, that's useful on the, on the track, but yeah, I probably always had the love for, for hills and, and cross-country, and, and, and as you said, 
kind of got uh, junior international vest in the hills and cross country and I won the I did win the Scottish University Unimeter title uh, just before I kind of gave up competitive running probably uh, in my late teens but yeah uh, always loved the sport athletics has always been probably my life I, I do come from a family of footballers uh, I think okay. my brother, brother and I disappointed my, my parents and my grandparents because uh, I chose athletics and he chose rugby so uh, <laughs> I had played, played football uh, beyond uh, 14, 15 years of age so ah, it's, it's, it's great and I'm just very fortunate that I now get to to work in athletics, uh, uh, you know, and I had time out of the sport. I was always involved in the sport. Even I worked up, at, I worked up at Aberdeen University for a while in the sports department there, and I ran the athletics club up there for, for a while. So um, always, always been involved to, to some extent or other. But yeah, yeah, very privileged to be working the sport now. Do you do so? What sort of running do you do now? Do you still um, do you any running social with the club? Or I mean, I one I see that you. You know, obviously, Power 10 being one of our main sources. I see you actually. So, uh, you last laced up at the National Cross in 2014. I did. There was, uh, there was a bit of a background to that one. So, N- Nigel Hall was, was CEO at the time, and there was a bit of a bet in the office. Um, and I'd uh, probably been out and run properly for about three or four years. And it, it's bizarre. These jobs, you've got to be careful because you, you spend so many times in, in meetings out in the evenings, working weekends that. Your kind of your running can go, so I was I I peaked at a certain weight. I won't mention that weight. Uh, <laughs> there was a bit of a bet, kind of late summer of 2013, to say right, let's do the national in 2014 and let's have a bet. Um, we drove Mark Pollard out of the competition pretty early. It's a unfair thing to include him, obviously, but uh, I think it was Nigel. There was Jamie McDonald, who was a bit like myself, kind of in and out, you know, putting a bit of weight you're back into running. Um, Peter Jardin, our head of communication, oh, yeah. who was a keen runner. There was Billy Mitchell, who was head of Jogs Scotland at the time, and Ian Beatty, of course, uh, chair. So uh, I kind of uh, <laughs> got a bit fitter and uh, got myself around the twelve k. But it was uh, as it was then. But it was it was the year the mud was kind of running back down the hill. Yeah, I remember um, that. And it was brutal. I remember thinking, "Don't get lapped, don't get lapped." <laughs> you know, and uh, luckily I didn't. But uh, no, Ian, the uh, funny story with that as well because. Uh, I kind of switched off in the last lap. Peter Jardin, who was probably what I was, was targeting, he'd got away from me and I, I knew I couldn't catch him. And uh, I kind of switched off in the last lap, just thinking, just get around. And as you come up that kind of last final hill, you come back into the, the, the main park and you've got the hill before you go way out to the flat. Uh-huh. Uh, Calendar Park, uh, Ian Beatty passed me. <laughs> on the hill, and I thought, oh, gee, come on, my nose, take your foot. What's the here? And uh, so actually, my, my 800 meter brains kicked back in, you know, and I, I kind of ran away from the last half mile. He, he was raging right there. So I think it took 17 seconds, he told me. I took out him in that last half mile, but he was furious that I, I kind of woke up and, and went for it, you know. But it was good fun. And it was just, it was a challenge within the office to, to do it. But I actually hurt myself. I did a, a couple of half marathons the following year, and then I did the local hill race thing, he was doing hill race. Mm-hmm. And I actually hurt myself, I hurt my back. and uh, and my hip, and uh, it's just never recovered. So I'm I'm out on the bike more than, than anything these days, um, which I enjoy. But it, it, I get no pain if there's somebody running now. It's it's just too painful. So yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I'll get back into the run again at some point. But yeah. Absolutely. And do you keep any involvement at all with any? I mean, are you still is it Dunbar? Are you still a member of that of Dunbar? Yeah, Dunbar. I mean, uh, my little cousin she runs for Dunbar and Team East Lothian, but I'll be honest, you, just with with time commitments with evening meetings and weekends, you know, mm. help out where I can, and, but I, I'm not involved in the clubs, uh, I do see them from time to time, but I'm, I'm not involved, and I'm probably more involved in the local football club, because my little lad, he's six, okay. goes to football, my daughter goes to swimming and things like that, so again, I'm, 
I'm part of that kind of uh, chauffeuring parent now uh-huh. at various sports clubs and trying to help out where you've got time to do it. So, uh, no, but I mean, Ethiopian's very lucky. It's got three good clubs in Musselburgh, Harrington and Dunbarn, and it's got the Team Ethiopian uh, club now, which kind of looks after the 11, 12-year-olds up in, in track and field and doing well in quite in June. So there's some purple vests that are the Team Ethiopian coming through the, the age groups, and you see them in the track and field championships now as well. So it seems to be going the right direction down here, so it's all, all very positive. That's great. So I mean, so off the off the running course, actually, um, role as a uh, your, your professional. I mean, you've got when I look back at what you've done, uh, you mentioned you work with Scottish Football Association, a uh, bit of work with um, Tennis Scotland as well, I believe. I mean, what yeah. what were those like, and what what have you do you take anything from those those roles into um, more recently with athletics? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think if, if I'm honest, I've been sports development. Of- Club development is very much at my heart, and, and and that's even now as CEO of Scottish Athletics, I'm still very passionate about development. It, it's it's probably what drives the sport and what motivates motivates me more. But I got into I kind of fell into football role. I was working at Aberdeen University. That was my first proper job, I guess, working at Aberdeen. I ended up being in charge of the, the sports development section, and I was doing a bit of uh, tutoring and, and lecturing up there towards the end of my time. And but we, we kind of fell into a few sort of sports science type projects with two football clubs up in Dundee mm-hmm. and it, it sort of coincided with the time that uh, the SFA regionalised so uh, I ended up heading up the Tayside and Fife region for the SFA um, and that's when I really probably got into what I would term proper, proper sports development in terms of working with coaches, working with volunteers working with clubs how do you support clubs to, to grow the, the game as it was with football and how do you support the coach education around coaches and refereeing officials, whatever terminology you want to put around it, and and uh, enjoyed it. Um, and I kind of went from, <laughs> I remember one day thinking, Craig, I went from a very nice 9 to sort of 4.30 job with no no challenges at the weekends <laughs> to a job where there's, there's no set hours, you're out at weekends, you're working with volunteers, you go out and you just get on with it. But it was really rewarding. And, and when you see clubs developing or you see coaches working with athletes, it's, it's great, and, and even now, I, I probably take just as much delight in, in hearing and seeing a club progress and some of the wonderful initiatives and in some of the clubs across Scotland in athletics as I do watching Callum Hawkins or, or, or Laura Muir and, and the rest of the, the guys that are doing so well just mm-hmm. now. And, and I've always been passionate about, about clubs because, yeah, they are the heart of the sport. But So I enjoyed my time in football, and uh, it was good, but uh, I guess that I've been very fortunate because it kind of coincided with the first ever head of development at Scottish Athletics was advertised and mm. I knew Tommy Boyle a little bit from the, the Positive Coaching Scotland programme projects that were going on so I applied for the job and uh, I was very fortunate to get it um, and that was back in 2011 uh, and yeah, I was five, I think it was five years as head of development I think I've been three and a half years or so now as, as CEO if you include the interim period so mm-hmm. It's flown by and I certainly got greyer, Tom, in, <laughs> in that period. But um, you mentioned, you know, kind of Scotland Board and Sports Scotland. And, you know, I, I, I've always been passionate about playing all sports. So, again, I think it was probably about 2012 or 13, there was an opportunity to join the, the board and of Tennis Scotland, get a different experience uh, in terms of a different organisation, how it worked. And for me, it was an opportunity to, to help tennis, but also to gain some further board experience for, for myself. and. And the, the Sports Scotland appointment was only a few months ago, I think it was June. Um, so I've joined the, the board of Sports Scotland. And again, it, it's, for me, it's, you know, 
I'm very good at moaning. That, that's interesting. Head of development 2011-2016. I didn't. Actually, I knew that was your role. I didn't actually realise you were the first in that role, which is cool. I mean that that period. Obviously, we're now reaping the rewards of of what went. You know what went on then. I mean, what was what was uh what was being done by your team and what what sort of what was being set up then that you feel is really sort of kicking off this fantastic performance level and participation that we're seeing now. Yeah. I think you have to give credit. They, they didn't have a head of development, but they did have. I think Ian Cam was kind of development manager, spinning a thousand plates with. Okay. I think you had the help of Jim McDonald, who was in back then as well. But Sports Scotland invested around about that time, it was 2010, where again, with the regionalisation of sport across Scotland, there was that major investment to, into staffing roles, which gave the capacity to grow and actually look at Scotland across the regions and employ well, those regional managers became club managers over time. So, I mean, I always, you've probably heard me uh, interviews before, and I generally mean this, Tom. I mean, for me, Clubs are the heart of it, and, and coaches and, and the people and the officials that put in all the work. So, Scottish Athletics can't claim the credit. I, I see our role as very much how do we support, how do we help facilitate, how do we show and share good practice, how do we, yes, there's a thing we, we have to lead and, and we seem to be leading as well. But for me, most of it is about sharing good practice, supporting and driving it, and, and trying to keep everyone working in, in the same direction and pulling together. So, I think you'll. Know, What's happened in that time? You've seen a huge change in terms of right look of clubs. I think they're, they're very much moved away from the traditional, you know, one or two nights a week plus maybe the odd weekend session to almost seven day a week operations. I think the the, the structures of the management structures of a lot of clubs have changed now, and a number are looking at charitable status. I think we're up to I think there's more than forty athletics clubs in Scotland that have charitable status um, okay. as well. That brings a bit of a different dimension in terms of the the funding and, and the business model, I guess. Back in 2011, 2012, we, we started to talk about clubs as small businesses in terms of how they, they really had to operate. And uh, there were some brilliant clubs in Scotland back then and, and, and we could share pra- good practice. And But um, certainly, clubs have taken that man from that. I mean, I look at, I mean, I look at Livingston Athletics Club, you know, membership around 300 people, but, you know, I think they've, they've said it publicly, so hopefully I'm not breaking the confidence. I mean, they've got a turnover up near £100,000 and employing 8 to 10 people, but they're balancing that off with the volunteer workforce, which wow. it, it remains and will always remain crucial. And they've really taken taken that club on and, and, and really good practice. They've got a community programme across West Lothian. They've got links to Jog Scotland. And, you know, and there's a number of clubs you know, that are in that kind of same sort of position or, or moving towards that. Um, and I'm not saying that's where all clubs should be because... The local club here at Dunbar is, is very much a small running club and, and, and it's great. And there's some great people involved in that club, but at the other end you've got clubs you know, behaving and acting as businesses now and, and, and reaping the rewards in terms of the growth and number of members or the ability to attract and develop coaches better and develop athletes better. Um, and we're seeing that. So, And I guess the other thing, you know, especially with endurance, you know, and you know, I, 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 you always have to credit, you know, Mike, the work that Mike Johnson did for 10 years at Scottish yeah. Athletic, for more than 10 years, and the work he put in helping coaches and working, and some of that was like that, some of it was a lot bit more structured, but 
I look at the work that Mike and even Mark Pollard did over that sort of 10 year period, mm-hmm. I think there's a huge influence in the endurance community that has to go back to, to some of that. And we're very fortunate you've got the likes of, you know, Andy Young, Robert Hawkins, Derek Easton. You've got Sophie Dunnett working with Andy in the, in the hills, and mm-hmm. I've been so I've not mentioned, but you know, these are world, world class coaches in Scotland working away in Scotland developing athletes, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant, but from where we do have to look at, we do have to look at um, the field events and, and say, right, mm. are we putting enough support into the field events? There's some really talented jumpers coming through. We've had some good throws in the last few years, but again, how do we make sure there's that system in place to make sure that kind of that trickle effect is constant rather than ad hoc? So we've got a lot of work to do to, to help the coaches in those areas and look at the facilities across Scotland. But yeah, but it's, it's in a it's in a very good place and. There's lots of confidence to take from the sport just now, but there's also lots more to do. Um, and that's how I always view it, it's what's next and how can we be better at what we're doing. So I mean so on that point then, what do you I mean what do you see then as the main challenges facing Scottish Athletics uh, in the next few years? What are the biggest threats, you know, to the organisation, that's the sport? I mean we, you know, we see the things that like the information come on the financials. It looks like the governing body's in a well-run, healthy position. But for the sport and the organisation, what do you see as the threats and challenges over the yeah, next I mean, three to five you know, years? Within the, within the organisation, I mean, I always we have to kind of talk. There's two different things, isn't there? The, the Scottish Athletics, the governing body, which is in effect a membership organisation. Mm-hmm. We must always remember that. And then you've got athletics in Scotland, which is a wider sport. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, the challenges for the, for the sport in Scotland, if you, if you look at that, for me, I mean, there's, there's lots of challenges around local authorities and ledger trusts, you know, how do we maintain facilities, how do we ensure clubs and athletes and coaches can access facilities, um, That that's always a, a main talking point with clubs, how do we continue to attract volunteers into the sport, how do you retain them, um, we've got a challenge around officials just now, how do we get more officials into the kind of league structures and national competitions and, and retain them and reward them for, for that work. Um, how do you continue to support coaches? Because ultimately, you know, coaches develop athletes. So, you know, a lot of time, you know, needs to go into into coaching and, and coach development. We've got Steve Maguire up, who's one of the best in the world at what he does. And we want to make sure that we are supporting our coaches and, and putting that structure in place to help them across all events and all disciplines. Uh, and ultimately help the athletes to give them as, as smooth a pathway to, to seeing international level or, or just continue within the sport, uh, that's seriously or, or recreationally, that, that, that's key as well. So there's, there's lots of challenges to the sport, um, but we've also got, I guess, the, the better organised and, 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 and really well-run clubs will always be able to attract volunteers, they'll always recognise and reward them, they'll retain athletes, they'll give them that enjoyable experience in the right environment. So uh, for me, it all comes back to, to the club environment and then coaches, whether the coaches part of clubs or whether independent coaches, about creating the right environment for athletes to retain them and the volunteers within that as well. I guess when I look at the sport, the governing the, the governing body, oh, when I took over as interim in 2016, you know we lost our, we I knew it was happening, but um, I still took over in the role anyway. But we lost that over 100,000 pounds in Jobs Scotland funding. Sports Scotland got a serious budget um, cut. Lottery monies are down, and, and lottery, you know, the, the money that comes in from from Sports Scotland via government is, is basically fifty percent exchequer and fifty percent lottery money, and that's what a million pounds a year. So mm. with lottery money going down continually, and if there's any you know changes to the government uh, budget, it just creates a big risk for the organisation. So again, we're always looking at ways of 
okay, well, that money is, we need that investment, and uh, we think we deserve that investment, but if it's not there, how can we generate more income as an organisation to make sure we can deliver to all the services and support programmes to our membership that we we need to? Um, so again, we're looking in the future, and it'll be, I've talked about it at the AGM in September, in the September there, we're, we're creating a new charity for the Athletics Trust Scotland, it's going to look purely at fundraising for the sport, so looking at major donations, looking at legacy money, and, and trying to bring some money in a different way that can mm-hmm. then go back into the sport. Uh, well, that's like, you know across the key pillars I've mentioned already: clubs, coaches, officials, athletes, etc. Um, we're looking at commercial partnerships and working really hard. And we've got some brilliant partners with Lindsay's, 4J Studios, Joma, and, and a few others around about that as well. So um, it's a continual. It's not necessarily a continued battle, battle, Tom, but it's it's certainly a, a, a significant focus, you know, a continual focus for for the staff and the organisations and the board to make sure that we're continually looking at, at those elements to make sure we can self-fund as much as possible. Mm. And I think, I mean, Scottish athletics is a, I mean, or athletics in Scotland as a sport is a, it appears, you know, okay, so I'm speaking to someone who's obviously a huge fan, but we, it appears to be a, it's a successful outfit at the moment, you know, in terms of the performance we've got. Um, I guess it's a good place to, must be a good place to be to have that and to push that uh, engagement with, with outside sources to who want to associate themselves with that. I mean, one thing it may, sort of leads me on to think about is talks of in the past of of Scotland competing more and more in the international scene out with uh, Great Britain. Is that something yep. that's on the agenda still with um, with, yeah, with special it's, it's, uh, it's clearly states in the the strategy that was launched just over a year ago that we want to create more opportunities at international level for Scottish athletes and. There was a bit of a hoo-ha, there was a bit of a kind of leak, not a leak, there was a, a tale told to the Daily Mail down south and it became this whole uh, Scottish Athletics want independence from UK Athletics. <laughs> also, there are government things going on with UK Athletics. Uh, um, we're in a much better position with them than we were a year or so ago. Um, we've always said we want to give the best opportunity to athletes on the international circuit and, and one of the things we've looked at is, is not separating away from, from the British team and absolutely recognising that Olympic level or championship level that the British team is is, is the key and is, is the pinnacle of, of the sport, but it's looking below that and saying, right, what can you do at European level um, for this, for Scotland and the other home countries uh, in the UK and saying, well, is there, is there merit and is there value in looking at the European cross championships as home countries, which I guess it was right through to the, the 80s, um, and saying, you know, if we can get more athletes into European competitions, the Eurocross, even the European Junior Track and Field Championships, for example, that's, you know, that's providing them with athletes with, with an opportunity to learn the trade and, and get that international experience and then move up through into the kind of world Olympic level. Um, and when I look at Eurocross, I think there's only about a third of the countries in Europe actually take part. If you look at our next relay competition, again, I think there's only 12 teams that mm-hmm. took part last year. We're looking at, I think, hey, we can have a Scottish and English, a Welsh team, and hopefully another Irish team in there. And you you would add numbers to that, those fields. You would make it more competitive for some of the other European nations. And it would be a great learning experience for, for Scottish athletes. Um, so we are looking at it. And the new chair, Chris Clark at UK Athletics, has certainly um, indicated that he's willing to take that conversation forward with, with European athletics to see whether the home countries could almost become, I guess, associate members of, of European athletics and, and compete in some of the agreed events. Um, we're a long way to go before we get there, but I think for the sake of, of athletes in Scotland, an opportunity to learn their trade, I think it'd be a great opportunity. 
And I guess coupled with that, it's been Maguire and, and myself and one or two others are also looking at how do we um, provide more opportunity with that anyway. So we've recently announced a, a partnership with the German region, um, uh, Baden-Württemberg, if I can say it correctly, hmm. uh, as well as Switzerland, just to look at an exchange of competition opportunities and also coach education, coach development learning uh, with them. Uh, they have a population of I think, 11 million uh, in, in that German region and they're open their, their competition opportunities to Scottish athletes. So next summer you'll, you'll probably see a number of Scottish athletes and coaches going to Germany and possibly Switzerland and, and also coming back. And, and that looks at training camps as well and the opportunities to, to learn together, particularly at the kind of talent stages as well. So. No, it's very much looking at you know what's best for the athletes in Scotland and, and how can we help them with their development to, to see international level. So there's lots going on um, and there's, there's a long way to go, but I'm very excited about the opportunities. I think that's great. I mean, I know you know locally and, and even at home athletes who... Who have got uh, who've represented Scotland at even you know events like Leeds Abu Dash or or obviously there was the the Lily Belt half and that Scotland sent teams to a couple of years ago in in Denmark and you know I, you know at the club level you see those opportunities really motivate um, guys who are on that next tier looking to kind of they're not going to get a world championship opportunity perhaps yet but that they're wanting opportunities now to it's a it's an incentive for them to perform at the the national and district competitions and the build up to it which. Uh, which is which is quite important, I think. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Leeds Abbey Dash. I mean, Adam putting out, what do you run, 28-45-ish? Yes. Last week there. Um, great, great opportunity for them to develop. So it's finding the right competition opportunity at the right time for the athlete. Um, and, you know, some of the events there you've mentioned are key. That you've, in the track and field sense, you've had the Loughborough International, which, again, is mm-hmm. turning probably more into development for under-20, under-23 athletes. There's the Welsh International in Belfast there as well, and the Home Internationals in, in, the, in the hills and things like that as well. So they're, they're all crucial competitions at the right time uh, for those athletes. Uh, but again, it's looking beyond that and saying, right, can can we uh, can we uh, can those athletes have an experience at, at European level? At, 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 can they experience a, a championship? So they're not going into Olympic Games as a first international competition or World Championships. But might just timing-wise, might be the case for a number of athletes coming through the system so it's just exposing athletes probably earlier at a, a good level um, but it has to be the right time for the athletes as well Okay one thing, one thing that we've we've talked about here, I, I sort of um, interested to get your opinion. On. We've obviously there's a bit of frustration on some sub club runners. If we take an example of endurance running, so Scottish marathon champs in London next year, that tends to split opinion. Um, what you know, a why why is that the case? It's in you know it's in a, it's a London, not a Scottish marathon, and also why why don't we use that as an opportunity to send Scottish teams to event like that? That feels like a really good opportunity to put. Uh, Scottish vest at what is essentially a major event and uh, get that kind of exposure at, you know we've got elite guys like Callum um, Robbie Derek etc running anyway it would feel it feels like a missed opportunity I think not to use that as a more of a, a championship opportunity for some of those next tier athletes the guys who are on the marathon project anyway Championship you're referring to there? Uh, well, not so. So, I beg your pardon, the London Marathon, which essentially has a major uh, marathon event. Yeah, I mean, the, the decision around the marathon, I mean, we'll never win with the, uh, <laughs> the two things we'll never win with is where we place the marathon championships and the, the fixture, uh, the road running calendar as well. It, it, it's such a difficult one to get yeah. right to satisfy everyone. Well, the, the road running and, and cross commission are, are brilliant people and and 
over the last uh, three or four years, we've looked at the Marath and said, right, where do we want it? Of course, ideally, we want it in Scotland. But what tends to happen in Olympic year or a Commonwealth Games qualifying year, the London Marathon is used as a, as a qualifier for, for the respective championships. So yeah. what we agreed a couple of years ago was an Olympic year and the Commonwealth Games year, we'll put the Scottish Championships, because most of our, we want our top athletes to run in, mm-hmm. in the Marathon, the Scottish Championships. Um, I think it was a situation where I think Callum ran whatever he ran, 210 a couple of years ago down in London and then the Scottish Marathon Championship was won yeah. 220-something to high 220s and there's nothing wrong with that no. but it was always felt that we want to crown our best marathon runner who's also running that same weekend as, as a Scottish <laughs> champion so there's been a, an agreement that in those years in those two years it will be in London and then we'll try and place it within our Scottish marathon in the other two years and it will move it around uh, a little bit so obviously it's been in Stirling um I'm interested to see what happens with Stirling in the next year with, with the new kind of ownership around that marathon and, and where, that, where that goes across the Edinburgh Marathon as, as well. Um, it's quite a fast course, but it's just uh, it's just trying to satisfy everyone. It's almost impossible, but you know, if you've got 600 Scottish athletes competing in the London Marathon um, and you've only got 300 you know, club runners in a, in a Scottish Marathon, it, 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 it's a difficult one to get right, but yeah. that's the decision that's been taken so far. Um, and we're always reviewing it and we're always listening and that's the one thing I think going back to your point earlier that as an organisation we, we're better at we, we think we're better at listening um, and just trying to gauge what our membership wants from us and, and what's the right thing to do Okay The um, the other uh, the other point I was interested to get you to talk about with regard to the position of Scottish Athletics is a, a subject that's coming up more and more now is is regard to um Transgender athletes, uh, non-binary, yeah. and that's something you know we've seen it. You know, even cross country when we've gone to, you know, uh, equality with regard to the distance women run, um, yeah. which has been great. That's this is a, this feels like a really new subject. The Scottish athletics, um, from what I've read, are, are are very much aware of and looking at. What is the current position and plan for that? It's funny we've had a lot of discussions at kind of international level, also with Scottish government and other sports about Scottish athletics and some of the decisions we've made in the last 18 months and I guess the starting point from this is we are a membership organisation we have members who don't necessarily associate themselves with being male or female um, there's also the, the kind of the, the male-female uh, equality uh, debate and, and for me it's not necessarily it's not really a debate it shouldn't be a debate about distances and should they be running the same distance and, and these things and and I, I do have to credit our commissions, the, the, the kind of subcommittees, I guess, of the board within Scottish Athletics, because the standpoint is, what's the right thing to do for our members? And, you know, a, a lot of the decisions, a lot of the the, the uh, decisions that have been made in the last 10 years are, are historical. You know, we've always done it this way. Why, why change it? It worked last year. You know, why change it for this year? And, and fair play to the the Road and Cross Commission, you know, a few years ago, they equalised the, the distances for, for men and women, and, and in the last year we equalised them for the, the age groups as well, for male and female. Um, and we took that on, and there was always that kind of question about, will we still attract the athletes? Will the numbers continue to grow, or will they, you know, can we get the, retain the same sort of numbers? And actually, you know, there's been a little bit of debate at the time. People are still entering, numbers are growing, um, so we see that as the right decision. This year at the National Cross in February, there was an agreement to, to test to see whether um, we could increase the number of, of uh, 
female finishers in, in the, the team competition to increase that from four to five. And again, that discussion started about, well, is it fair that we only give out four or 12 team medals um, for the women's race, but we give out 18 team medals for the men's race? That's, that's not fair. So how do, we, mm. how do we bring that closer together? And so rather than bring the men's down from six to count, um, whereas that will come and increase the women numbers to count to, to five. And there's a lot of debate about it, and we, we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, and the result was, I think we had exactly the same number of, of teams finishing with five as we did before the year before. And again, the numbers continue to grow. So it's not something we take for granted and we just make decisions to say we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we review after every, every event, every championship, and we look again at the following year and say, right, what's the right thing to do? Can we, can, we, can, can we progress that? Or do we say, let's just hang fire and let's give it a couple of years and then we'll review it again? Uh, and if it's not working, then change it. There's no point in continuing something if it's not working. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of non-binary gender category pieces, I think we're the... <laughs> We didn't know this at the time, but I think we're the first sports organisation in the world um, to create a, a third gender category for, for their sport and um, at national competition level. But again, we have members who don't consider themselves to be male or female. So mm-hmm. it's a difficult one at, at, at first to get your head around. I remember when it, it first came up, and it was a fair play to the, it was the Jedburgh 10K, I believe, that wanted to add a, a non-binary category and ask permission, I think, originally back in 2016 they said oh you can't do that the IAAF rules and in your state it's, it's, it's male or female and that was always the fallback position it still is the fallback position for a lot of um, organisations out with Scotland you know well, if the IAAF do this well that's what we'll stick by whereas we looked at it the following years and actually do you know what <laughs> this is about getting people competing and running and, and taking part in athletics and local events so let's say yes and Ali Lover Events Manager refers to a certain rule in the, in the rule book, I think it's Rule 21 S46, uh, which basically allows you to do anything as long as you don't detract from an event. <laughs> so we used this rule um, back in 2017 and said, yeah, give it a go. Let's see how you get on. And they had a few few entrants in the non-binary category and they gave some medals out and, it was, and, they were, and the members were delighted. And what we decided to do in 2018, Tom, was, as you're probably aware, is we, we wrote to every event organiser and said... Um, we are more than comfortable as an organisation for any event, any licensed event in Scotland to have a third gender category. And here's some guidelines on how you might go about it, some of the questions that might be asked, and, and here's some of the solutions and, and things you want to consider. So again, we did that, and I think, so I think it was about 20% of events last year licensed with a, a non-binary category. Not every race got a non-binary uh, competitor taking part in it, but it's, that's not the point. The point is the opportunity is there, and it's the right thing to do. So in in 2019, in April, there we um, we took the decision with all the commissions, which was brilliant, um, to add a, a non-binary category to all the Scottish championships in hill running and cross country, road and uh, track and field. Um, so again, we'll, we'll review that and see how it goes. And it can be quite complex if you look at track and field and you look at you know implements and weights and heights and hurdles and things like that. It mm-hmm. can be, but. I have to congratulate the Chatfield Commission and say, well, let's just give it a go. And uh, any challenge that arises, let's look at it and try and find a solution. So I think that's the kind of attitude of the organisation and, and, and a lot of our you know, volunteers and, and those involved at the board and subcommittees very much about, well, what's the issue? What's the right thing to do? Can we find a solution? And let's give it a go. And if it doesn't work, we, we, we start again or, or we, get, we, we say, well, at least we tried it and it, it, it didn't work for these reasons. So... 
um, yeah, and I think that'll be the attitude that we continue with is, you know, what's the right thing to do for mm. the sport. Quite right. I think. I mean. I, I think. Uh, you know. I, I speak for a lot of people. I, I, we discuss. It's the type of thing. Classic sort of running club type discussion. Scottish exposition on this. And I. I think you know, a lot of people feel like I do that. Quite proud actually to be to see uh, to be part of to have a governing body who is who is acting like that. And I think we've. Um, I certainly don't feel the IWF always know what's right. So it's it's, it's nice to see the it's nice to see Scottish Athletics actually taking some own decisions. Um, so just to uh, move forward, I guess looking ahead a bit more. Then, so what what excites you about the future of athletics in Scotland? I think we've got some brilliant athletes just now. Um, we do need to work hard at some of the, the off off the, the non endurance events and make sure we're putting the right support in there. But there's lots of talent coming through, and you know you've got all the athletes performing at the global stage just now. And, there's some opportunities for some medals in the next few years around that, but I'm, I, I'm more excited by some of the talent coming through in the late teens, early twenties. It certainly seems to be that pipeline's there just now. I think the work that the clubs and the direction the clubs, the majority of clubs are moving in, is, is fantastic and and sector leading. You know, when I compare the work of uh, athletics clubs in Scotland with those south of the border and some of the other countries or other sports, I think they're definitely doing a really, really good job. And I'm, I'm really proud of, of the work that goes on in, in the clubs. So. I think there's an opportunity to continue to grow the sport. Uh, I think there's an opportunity to really look at the kind of modernisation of the sport and make sure we're we're um, moving forward with our event delivery, with our event programming, with how we support coaches and athletes, with how we support our clubs. And we are a, a we are a small organisation. You know, we've got 26 staff in total. It's just now, and right. a third of, more than a third of them will be part-time staff. But actually, the work that goes on on the ground. Is, is phenomenal and, and I'm really uh, proud to be a part of it and really enthused by what the next three or four years and, and beyond that is going to bring and I think when you see when you do see the athletes at the global level whether that's in, in the track or the field or in the mountains and or the ultra runners you know or, or our para-athletes and we've got some amazing para-athletes and tomorrow they start their, uh, their world championships in Dubai and I've got no doubt that there'll be a number of medals come back and a number of them will be gold and so when you look at the role models and you look at the inspiration around uh, around that just now, there's a real opportunity to capitalise on that at a local level, and national level, predominantly locally, um, at a local community level, and bring new people and, and new blood into the, into the sport, whether that's athletes themselves or whether that's volunteers. Um, so I see it as a huge opportunity, and you know, we've got Commonwealth Games which in Birmingham in 2022, which I see very much the home games. There's some chat about, you know, is it going to be a World Cross or potentially... Uh, World indoors, you know, in, in Glasgow in, in 2020-something, you know, that's been discussed just now as well. So I think the future's still very bright for athletics in Scotland. But uh, I, again, the, the discussion I have with our team on a daily basis very much, well, we can't rest on our laurels as a sport. We've got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep up with the times. And how do we modernise and how do we keep up with modern trends, particularly youngsters and how they're consuming information and, mm. and things like that just now? Because Athletics is, 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 is brutal in, in one aspect because you know where you've finished. It's not mm-hmm. like a team sport where you can have a bad day and still you know, have a good outcome as a team. In athletics, you know where you are. And whether you're, just, you're out for a personal best or, or you're competing for medals, you, you always know how you're getting on. So it's a tough sport to attract people into, but it's a beautiful sport, it's a wonderful sport, and we just need to make sure that we keep it as attractive as possible. We also move with the times and how people are consuming information and things like that as well. So it's... it's it's evolving, but it's exciting. It is exciting. And what would be your advice to clubs um, in, in Scotland at the moment? 
advice is keep keep doing what you're doing and <laughs> and, and keep pushing Scotland, uh, Scottish Athletics, because what we're finding now, when, when I started out in 2011, we were sharing a lot of good practice. We haven't shared good practice from other sports a lot of the time, whereas now we, we really refer to other sports. It's very much about talking about our clubs internally and what the national club managers are doing now is that they're taking groups of clubs around to visit other clubs, uh, depending on their size and situation and environments, and, and looking at like-minded clubs and saying, look, here's what this club's achieved, and a bit of discussion, you know, is that something that could be looked at and good, sharing that good practice at a, within their own clubs and taking that back down the road. So it's very much like keep, keep moving forward and, and, and keep looking three, four, five years ahead, but at the same time, don't take your eye off the ball because... Ultimately, we are a volunteer-led sport. We need volunteers. We need to retain them. We need to support them and reward them. So that that's key because without volunteers, we don't mm. have a sport. And, and and that goes for coaches. It goes for officials and uh, club leaders. So no, it, it's crucial we don't take an eye off the ball. Mm. Okay. Great. Well, I'm, I don't want to hold you too long. So before we let you go, um, we're going to rattle through some fart-like questions, if that's okay. Yep. Yep. Go for it. Right. Favourite running race? Right. Favourite runner? Definitely not Irvin. I'm <laughs> bad with Irvin. Um, do you know what? I love the cross country course at Lawn Hill Academy. Particularly okay. before they redeveloped the, the school. Okay. Rest day, rest day or recovery run? Recovery run, but sometimes you do need to do have a rest day. <laughs> Favourite movie? Oh, there's a few. Shawshank Redemption. Nice. First time I've had that one here. Running Hero. Handling. Early morning or late night run? Definitely early morning. Pre-race meal? Whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, for me, probably a pizza. Oh, but, nice. Oh, not, that's the night before, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. Something light in the morning. I'm oh. not good with carrying food in today, so I certainly wasn't. <laughs> Least favourite running race of your career? Irvin. Scott Schools, Scott course. Co or... <laughs> Core or a vet? I better say core, practically, aren't I? I'll go with core. A vet's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Yeah. I'll go with core. I'll be practically correct. Nice. Nice. Good for relations. Cross country or road? Cross country. Dunbar or Haddington Running Club? See, I went to school in Dunbar. I have to say Dunbar every time. SFA or Tennis Scotland, sorry. <laughs> favourite shoe <laughs> favourite shoe sorry what was the last one favourite shoe oh Addicts Gelkino oh nice favourite beer Polotsky the Edinburgh Lager oh uh-huh. nice yeah favourite training session oh do you know what I actually love a steady run or loved because I'm not running just now but I loved a steady run up the hills Nice. And yeah, la- yeah. Lastly, you've pretty much answered it, but favourite place to run? Yeah, definitely woods or mountains. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. I, I think the the what we want to uh, leave you with, though, is I, I feel it's, I'm a bit gutted that you've said that you've got a bit of a back injury because we want to see the we want to see our chief exec uh, across country soon, and especially we've you know Ian Beatty we've seen at the last two national cross, so you need to get yourself fixed and fit so we can see you out at Falkirk. Monroe versus B 
Forget forget about Hawkins Butcher. Give the people what they want. BT Monroe. That's what we want. Short course headlines. Forget that's what we really want to see. Without being disrespectful to our chairman, uh, they'll be hanging about a little bit to watch us both play that one out of the, the mid-fall card. But yeah, you never know. Value never, for, never, so. Absolute value for money. Great. Well, uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real privilege to get you on. And um, Yeah, I mean, I think we're, i say, fans of the sport. We can keep up the great work they're doing at Scottish Athletics. It's, it's really, really good and much appreciated by a lot of the clubs. No, definitely. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And likewise, please keep up the great work with your, your, your podcast. They're, they're brilliant. They're great for the sport as well. So thank you. <laughs> Great, thank you very much. Right, well, all the best. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay, Thanks, Mark. So, um, yeah, so we've had our training, but uh, there's there's been races as well, other races that have been mm-hmm. taking shape this weekend. We had the Scottish Cross Country University Championships. We had the a few other races. We had the North District Cross Country League. We even had an ultra, Glen Ogle 33, Brody Castle 10k, that was some, some quick times there too, so mm. we'll be chat about them, will we? Yeah, let's go for it. So we can, let's start with the Scottish Unis, since that was one that uh, that we had, uh, was it Michael Rumikins, who's the chair of Scottish University Cross Country, he got, in, he got in touch last week, and it was a win on the, it was a win for, I'm bringing up the results now, but I'll talk about it. it was Jack Leach in the men's side, which was Edinburgh Uni here in Hounds, and is it Holly Little? Holly Little, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, I'm not sure which uni Holly's at. I'm not, not too sure, but um, I, I've been seeing her result. I've been seeing her name come up quite a few times actually, um, which is pretty good. So yeah, so that it was Jack Leach. So Jack Leach obviously just came back from the Ribble Valley as well, didn't he? Uh, Leeds Abbey Dash. Not Ribble, Leeds Abbey Dash. Um, so a, a sub 30 minute 10k, 10K there. Um, but yeah, Jack Leach. University of Edinburgh, rather. Kevin Wood, University of St Andrews, uh, 32.07. So not too far behind. And Hamish Hickey, a great run from Hamish. Yeah, uh, Hickey, who's fairly young as well. So University of Stirling now, 32.10. So really close there. And um, in terms of the team medals for the University of Edinburgh and University of Strathclyde was second. University of Glasgow were third. Um, do you have the women's results up I there? I do, yeah. So, as we mentioned, it was Holly Little, Queen Margaret University, for the win uh, in 25-27, only six seconds in front of Kerry McAngus. Uh, regular mention on here, Strathclyde uh, Uni. And third place was Constance Nankerville of Edinburgh Uni, who was 25-41, so another, what, 15 seconds or so back. That gave the Harrys, Edinburgh University here in Hounds, the win. Um, and... That was with uh, Constance plus Katie Lowry and Hannah Morrison, former Metro Aberdeen runner Hannah Morrison. And in the the silver was Aberdeen Uni, third place Strathclyde. It's interesting actually on the, I mean, you look at some of these students who are really, you know, regulars on the, the sort of uh, national scene. Obviously, you mentioned Hamish Shickey there, Jack Lee running so well, Kevin Wood, who's Fife on another day of the week. And a lot of the those Harry's, so they're all usually typically we see the lads those lads run for their um, their other clubs if you like but the girls they all ran for Edinburgh Uni at the national cross relay so interesting to see which way runners go whether they run for their clubs or their unis when it comes to things like nationals and and whatnot 
when you were a student, who did you run for? Did you run for Forest or Aberdeen when you were running out with uni events? Uh, Forest. Okay. Forest Harriers. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think, yeah, if it was any like university-based events, then I would run for them. But um, so National Cross, what would you run for? It's got to be Forest Harriers. Mm, interesting. Yeah, See, I, yeah. I was because I mean, yeah, I didn't have a club. University of Aberdeen. Yeah, we we didn't. There wasn't really a club that took part in the national cross country championship. Ah, uh, okay. From University of Aberdeen. I don't even know if they were affiliate. Were they affiliate? I'm not sure if they were. Uh, I don't think they are affiliate or were affiliated to run uh, okay. in the Scottish Athletics cross country. I, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I was always running for the club when it came to non university events. See, I I didn't have. I obviously joined, I got into running at uni, that was my first running club, so I didn't run for, I didn't have a home club, so I ran for the Harry's everything. I ran the Berlin Marathon in the Harry's vest. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, that was my default. Jesus. God. Uh, it's not as bad, well, I was going to say, I better watch what I say here, because I know we've got HPT listeners, uh, the brown vest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, what would you prefer to run in then? Well, well Harry's vest is not that yeah. bad. It's green. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's just green. It's, it's like race, a dark it's like a, green. It's an emerald green, I think, is the word you're looking for. It's an emerald green. <laughs> I better watch. I bet I'm going to get... Listeners are going to switch off. I'm going to read, out, they, I'm gonna read uh, out your address on later sometimes. So fucking egg your house. <laughs> They'll spam our email, our inbox, our TRS inbox. It's not that bad of a vest. I mean, you know... I'm at, well, that's a, that's a point. Club vests aren't exactly that... That aesthetic, are no, they? Not. They're not very. You know, they're not. They're they're quite grim, really, when you look at them. Also, some material as well, right? So what I find hilarious. Horrendous. So we're lucky at Metro. We've recently gone to a New Balance Fest, but the vest we had before that, Fast Tracks, was a piece of oh. crap. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even the right color. It's the worst fitting vest you've ever seen, so especially the women's one. So it's really poor. All these people have to wear t-shirts underneath it because it's so badly fitted. And they are they're, they're horrendous. They are actually horrendous. Like Vega, remember Vega? Yeah, yeah. Vega. <laughs> oh God. Um, the, Ron Hill do some. Uh, some Aye, Ron Hill I tell you, yeah. if I was our kit man, and our kit man does does a very good job, but if I had to change one thing, I'd go to a sore vest. Now we're not sponsored by Sore in this podcast at all, but I think their club vests look really good. The, the guys in like Highgate Harriers who wear their vests, they're dynamite looking. So is that maybe a plea to all? You know. Uh, your 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 uniform representatives of your clubs, yeah. Make a plea to to just make them look a little bit. You know, there's nothing worth. I'm not saying it's not it's small world problems like, but you know, you go at you, you go at an event and everyone's got holes in their bloody vet. And it, and it, and I must say, I can't talk because I'm still wearing the fast tracks Metro Aberdeen uh, vests. You need to get a New Balance one for London, mate. Yeah. But you know, you look at them and you think, bloody hell, you know, they're 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 about twenty years old or uh or they're the same make and, and they look quite new but they just look really cheap. Yeah. It's I don't know, it's 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 maybe something that, you know, if you if you run when you represent your club you, you want to be bursting with pride when it comes to, to uniform. And I know uh, quality with quality there's there's expense as well as additional cost, but do you know what it's uh yeah, I don't know. It might, it, maybe. I agree with you. I totally agree with and, you. And as I say, I suppose tracksuits as well. I know we we had a couple. Did did you? Was it New Balance? 
chat so, since we got. Well, I bought. They're quite decent, weren't yeah, they? So. Oh, he's got it on. Look, not only folks has he got his uh, New Balance Met Rabidin trousers on, he's got his tartan running shorts t-shirt on. <laughs> this guy's uh, representing well, eh? So I got we got in literally five minutes before I called Kyle to do the podcast. And it turns out I left a window open all day. So it was absolutely Baltic in the house. <laughs> so I was like, I've got to put on a pair of warm joggers. So I put my Metro joggers on. And yeah, I, I just think I've got, I bought a Metro hoodie last in the summer, which was for like going to races and stuff. And it's a New Balance one. And I think... You get good quality kit. I know. Uh, I've always been impressed with who is it? Garsh Cube. They've got. I think they've got to deal with Under Armour or something. But they've got a lot of good, nice kit. And uh, it's 2019. You know, folk need to be refreshing their their club wardrobes a wee bit. <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, talking about um, you know, old club kit. Um, my old club, Forest Hires. They organised the Brodie Castle 10K. So that was this weekend. Now it's quite a fast course, actually. Um, I've 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 never I've have I done the race before? You must have. Done. I actually don't know. I don't know if I have. I think I think I've ran around it, but I've never actually ran the race. Anyway, it's fairly flat, and if you've got good conditions, it can be extremely fast. Um, but anyway, Sean Chalmers, he was running, and he's an Inverness Harrier, thirty minutes and fifty three seconds. So a, a great a great time from Sean there by himself, lone running, and second place was our uh, Murray Road runners, Ewan Davidson. 32.59, and uh, you know Kenny Wilson's better, you know better sibling <laughs> James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 34.09 from Murray Roadrunner. So I, I would assume um, they perhaps took the the team prize too. And the female side, we had another win for Vanessa Harriers, 38.22 in the form of Amy, Amy Hudson and Leslie Hansen of Inverness as well, 39.29. And your third place goes to Murray Roadrunners Louise Cartmel at forty one oh five. So so that's your um yeah, that's that is your ten K results. Vet first vet we had in the males forty was Tom McWilliam, thirty eight thirty seven. Um female vet was Marie Baxter, forty one nineteen, and vet fifty Andy Alexander, thirty nine twenty six. Vet fifty Karen Norville 48-32 Murray Roadrunners and Vet 60 Brian Urquhart Fraserburgh Running Club 39-38 and Vet 60 for females was Erica Christie Achilles Heel Roadrunning Club so there you go ah. that's your Brody Castle 10k results staying up north it was also the North League cross country on the weekend and um, that was on just to go straight to the result that actually no this is the old result 4th of uh it says it says it says fourth of it was Baz Kelly. It says fourth of November twenty nineteen, and then it's got fifth of October. <laughs> Let me see if I can fill with this. <laughs> May results. Well, <laughs> well, while you're um, well, while you're on that, uh, on fact, no, I think I've given given to you like, some wrong results. I was waiting to tell you about the Glen Ogle thirty three results where that's twenty eighteen as well. Oops. <laughs> Oh dear! What a blooper! What an absolute blooper! What a, yeah. what a blooper! Well, is any <laughs> unbelievable? Uh, well, so actually, there are the, this is a shambles tonight. Apologies, listeners. So <laughs> other res, other results. So it was also the Mo Run 10K in Edinburgh on Sunday. Now this one is uh, Jesus. This is the 2018 results as well. <laughs> this is the link on their website. 
This is a shambles tonight. An absolute <laughs> shambles. More run Aberdeen. That means you've got... <laughs> right, okay. Do you know I'll read you the more run Aberdeen 10k. Graham Rothney, Geary Roadrunners, for the win, 42-11. Austin Webster, 43-28. Second place, Lars Halling, 43-34. This is pretty bad. You know, we haven't we have to go with the more run for, uh, Actually, for results. Yeah, so. I'll finish the women. 47-52, Lynn Taylor for the win, Newborough Junes, Karen Grant, 50-20, and then Kerry Sutherland, 52-04. Right, yeah, this is sad times we're oh. reading the more run. On, on the more run, did you see that uh, they've been absolutely destroyed on the run Aberdeen Facebook page? <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? No. They've got like... Uh, you and Reddy, um, one of the Cosmics guys, uh, he's he's basically said, with today's Hazel Run Park run cancelled to allow the more runs to take place, I was absolutely horrified in capital letters to see that they're charging 20 quid for the 5k and even worse, £12 for the kids' mini more run. Sheer, sheer exploitation, in my view. Now, I don't want to get into the details here, because... Uh, you and listen. Well, what's that? No, no, this is an, this is Ewan, as in E E W E N. Ewan. Yeah, he listens. E U A N. there's two Ewan Bennies that oh, listen. Oh, are there? Oh, okay. Or there might maybe there's only one Ewan Benny, but the E U A N Ewan. In fact, he was in the park run in uh, in Aberdeen um, at the weekend, so I think he got second or third actually. So well done to Ewan. Um, but uh, some of the comments on here are, um, was it? Does anyone know David McLennan? Does anyone know what percentage of the entry fee goes to charity? You and Rennie's reply, I think it should be mandatory for all charity runners to, to publish such data. For example, <laughs> Illuminator says it supports Bremer Might and Rescue, but how much did they actually get last year? I don't know the answer to that, but um, I'm just reading that comment here. I'm not actually... Um, I'm, this is, I'm not, this is, I love it. Honestly, this is popcorn material, folks. Uh, what did you and Rennie, David McLennan reply to, for you and Rennie? Just find this on the Mo Run website. Twenty percent of all T-shirt sales go directly to the Movember Foundation. Entry fees cover the costs of putting the event on. This includes marketing, PR, web development, and management, communications, race day setup, including venue fees, all supplies, medals, trophies, race numbers, staff, and transport, print, and headbands, and race timing. Uh, we work extremely hard to promote, market, and support our chosen charity, the November Foundation, and fundraising for men's health. Uh, please help us support the cause by making a donation when registering or set up a Just Giving page. So there you go. Graham the- Aitken's reply. Uh, David McLennan, that's a joke. Must be a badly run event if all their outgoings are 80%. Our club organises three races a year in doubt. Our outgoings make 20% of the race income. Uh, it goes on and on, like you know. Yeah, I can, I can keep going on. This but is lengthy. It's, uh, honestly, Jesus, there's a lot of replies there. But, um, <laughs> but I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start. You know, I mean, I, I organize. So, what's your a, position then on, chat- on this? Twenty five well, for five k. I organize a charity run, and it goes. I mean, I work for a charity. I know folk are like ASV is not, but it's a charity, and uh, you know what? We okay, we get paid, um, but money does go back into the the facilities to reinvest any profit we make or any anything that we make goes back into the facility and we've got a life cycle fund and so on and so forth and um, and the benefits that ASV have had on groups, individuals is second to none. Um, now the Aberdeen Santa runs a charity event so 50% goes to 
to, to our, our part, charity partner Chaz, uh, which is a fantastic organisation, um, and it's uh, for any children's ch- children with any life limiting conditions, and the, the money goes to support them. Uh, so that, that's I, I do that, and, and you know I, I put in a lot of extra uh, time, um, unpaid time, to to make sure it's a success. Uh, we've got four to five hundred. Santa runners this year hopefully coming along. This is a little plug. Um, so any uh, anyone in Aberdeen who want to sign up to the Aberdeen Santa Run, that's the 15th of December. Um, and so the the cost, you know, is there is a little bit of overheads with that. I mean, your Santa Run suits and your your medals are about uh, I think they're about three pounds fifty plus the medals about a pound. So it's about you know four or five pounds of of overheads. So we charge fifteen sixteen pounds. Um, we put up a pound this year because of um, the, the slight price increases of the medals and the um, and the, the Santa suits. So so yeah, it's, it's a, we get what ten pound. So you know you're talking um, yeah about ten pound that's that's going back into you know directly into the the, the profits. So. Um, Plus, you, you know, there's also some other things like your goodie bags and things like that. We do look for sponsors as well. So uh, we've got Mackies. They're sponsor. They're giving us five hundred pounds towards it, Brilliant. Uh, which which will help pay for the medals and allow us to put more uh, back into the charities. So so there you go. That's but my my take on it is, you know, I, for for this one it is a lot. I mean, they have got the overheads there. I see, but um, <clears throat> they they've obviously I don't know. Who the company are? Is it Moron? What are, do, do they just organise races? Well, or, so or I've just yeah. I've just looked into the legal part on their website. It's organised by a company called The Fix Events Limited, and I'm trying to find their information mm-hmm. on Company's House. Uh, there was a Fix Events that was dissolved in 2015, so I guess that's not them. But um, that's interesting. I think it's maybe um, yeah. I see why some people are maybe not maybe maybe people did think all the money goes to charity, but you know, 20 percent goes directly to the charity. Uh, Do you know what the problem is, though, these days? And I, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing, but Parkrun has pretty much made it... You can't... Char- you know, why would you pay to do a 5K on a Saturday morning? You know, why, that's... Yeah, yeah. I, so I would... if I, I would pay to do a Mo 10K because if I fancied a 10K race... 10K races, yeah, there's a lot of them, but if it was one on my doorstep and I could pay to do it, I would do it. But a 5K, if I'm looking for a time, I'm probably going to go to a proper... 5k or i'm going to do a, if i if i just want a hard run i'll go to a park run now that's us speaking as guys who take running reasonably seriously i think they're more um sort of just a hobby crowd if you like people are maybe not seeking times but just seeking and uh just to do as many runs as they can that's a different market and if they want to pay money to be able to say on medal monday i've got four medals in the weekend then fine yeah i guess yeah. it serves a purpose I think I think maybe the the, the issues some people are annoyed that they don't they don't know how much is going to charity. But I mean some events yeah. do some events people organise companies organise none of the events go none of the money goes to charity. It's up to the, the individual if they want to to raise funds for a chosen charity. So absolutely. Um, and also, so I mean that's also uh, nobody's putting a gun to folks' heads to enter. Exactly. You know, if you have a yeah. real problem with twenty quid, don't go. Yeah. And if you do want to know where the money's going, then get in, you know, contact the organizer and find out. And then you can then make, you know, make your, your choice as to if you're going to enter or not. 
Agreed. Right, where we... But there was a... Well... Although his head was cancelled because of it, but there was a new... (laughs) I think there was... It was all hush-hush that uh, there was an Inverurie Park run. Was there? Yeah, yeah, it was all all hush-hush. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, there's a... There's a new park run happening, but don't tell anyone. Now, the moment you say to someone, don't tell anyone, yeah. of course everyone's going to turn. Um, so I think there was like 300 people for the first wow. park. So uh, that, that's good to see. It's good to see, um, maybe not for the organisers, but uh, it's good to see there's, know, there's yeah. uptake at, um, for another park run. And, and I'm sure there's demand for it too. You you know, the, it out, yeah. yeah, I think apparently it's quite a fast one, um, Ooh, people were saying. So uh, if you want a fast... Now that's a, that that kind of go, it's a very similar note. This is a goal I've got, right? I want to get a five k PB. I think it's in the next Prom. three months. Beach ten k, beach five k. Just keep an eye on the weather forecast. I think well, maybe we'll get it yet, but I mean, my PB. Well, I I think I think of all the the PBs I've got, my five k is probably one of the weakest. I agree. Yeah. So um, so yeah, maybe once you're back back fit and healthy, Tom, we can we can gun out a cheeky little park Indeed. run PB. Eh? How's that sound? Sounds very good. For the end yeah. of the year, let's do that. Because actually, I honestly think if I can get back running in the next two weeks, I think I can PB before the end of the year. I'm still. You haven't. I've only had two weeks out. You haven't had that much time out. Exactly. And, and you know what? The the fact that you've had an injury similar to this will probably hopefully not touch wood. You might just recover faster than before. Indeed. Because you know what you need to do. So, fingers crossed, eh? Right, on results. Actually, here's a result of a race we do have, and a race that I'm pleased to report on, because I'm a big fan of it, is the Templeton 10, Dundee. So that was organised, that was, uh, that's Dundee, I think it's Dundee Hawks, is it? Who organised that one? And um, it was won by Russell Hall, 59-39. Second place, Donald Gavin in 1 hour 51. And third place, Robert Harrison in one hour twelve. Now, again, I'm having a nightmare. For some reason, it's all in Dutch here. I'm not sure why it is. It is actually it is the right results, um, but it means I've got. I don't understand what what the Dutch for for female is. I've no idea. Dundee. I honestly have no idea. I've no idea why it's in Dutch. It's it's results sport hive usual usual sort of website. Um, Right, let me see. Uh, Here's another thing for resource. Just give it a filter. Here we go. A filter for women. Oh, there's just filter in age category. Bloody hell. <laughs> this is the women, an absolute nightmare tonight. Right, first woman looks to be Janet Dixon, 108.05. Second place, Jennifer Learmouth, Dundee Hawks, 108.58. And third place, Sarah Atwood, Skyler Kalsh, 109.24. Well done, folks. Well done, folks. Well, the only other result, I do know that uh, the Glen Ogle 33, well, I know that uh, I know that Rob Turner was doing the race, and he, he won the race. That's all I know about it. I, I know uh, our, our, uh, who else was doing it? Anyone else you know? Uh, Claire Dunn was running. Dunn I don't know how well she did, but no um, she's pretty chuffed. Uh, we had Kev Mackey was running too, a listener. So, uh, yeah, well done to those folks. And I think there's a good after party there, so maybe one for... For Tommy next year, maybe. Maybe. Right, yeah. let's move on from results. Apologies, listeners. That is one of the most shambolic sets of results <laughs> we've ever done. So we'll we'll just... And this is the problem, though. We've, I've said this this time last year. I'll say it again. I feel like we're in a bit of a lull. You get these occasional... It's a busy time of year, but 
in the summer there's races every week it feels like and this time of year it feels like we've got when there's races there's plenty going on but between them you've got weekends of nothing which is good I guess folk are getting heads down and really training so and we've clearly as a result not really thought, uh, been aware of what's going on so that we will be better for next week because we've got the national short course next week we do speaking of cross country so that takes us nicely into news so a couple of bits of uh, announcement number one is we've got Bucci and Hawkeye doing the national <laughs> short Oh, that's going to be some some showdown, that eh? Yeah, it's going to be very. Who's your so my actually? Who's your money on? But actually, here we go. My money on. I haven't even seen a start list for the men or the women's, but make a call on the national short. Oh hey, <laughs> that's the that's the, the people's champion. That's who we want. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't know actually because I mean, Calm Calm Hawkins is uh, he's just come back from. Tokyo, yeah. Like, surely he needs a bit of downtime, does he not? I would agree. Or is he? And, and is he really going to be training for the national championships when he's not? No disrespect to the national championships, but he's just he's just done the world championships and he's. Uh, yeah, I I just don't I don't think he'll maybe well maybe I'm maybe I'm completely off here, but um, I would be wanting a little bit of downtime and and just to get back and back into some training so I would imagine it'll just be a, just to be supporting this club more than anything maybe um, and also just to, to show you know he's he's a he's yeah, a club absolutely. runner as well you know I mean to be like, fair he probably uh, sees he probably sees Butcher out at the East League and he thought well actually I say that he ran the as you say the National Relays and I think it's great to see both of them coming out and as you say setting an example for sort of young kids exactly and... yeah I think it's brilliant yeah I mean the amount of people who would be like oh like there's two Olympians who are, be, who are going to be coming along and 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 racing head to head. I think that's brilliant for the sport. Absolutely. So um, and so I, I think though, you know, but what I'll also say is, you know, that that race in Tokyo. I mean, he was probably in two or five, two or six shape. Oh, definitely. Potentially, you know, and if if you're in that sort of shape, you're going to be good. Uh, at your at your national championships, regardless, but four K is a bit of a, is a big step down. Yeah, and Andy Butcher, is, he is a he is running the five K distance. Exactly, so my, my money would be on my money would be on Andy for the for the win. So I'm going to call Butcher for the win, Jamie Crow for second, and Johnny Glenn third. Have you got the results of the the start list? Nope, that's based on uh, what what we've seen so far this season. Johnny Glenn's flying actually. Yeah. He, he was miles ahead of the. He had the best with leg for the leg one at the national relays, didn't he? He did, yeah. Monday legs. Yeah, he did. So that's my three. And then on the women's side, I think it's a difficult one because I'm not sure. We haven't seen a lot of the sort of big guns line up. I would love to know if somebody like Mary McLennan's got uh, is going to line up soon because she, you know, she was in such good cross country shape last year. We haven't really seen her uh, yet this year. Um, I think you're probably looking at one of the Harrys, to be honest. What Harry? Do you know? Someone it, like Beth Potter might might take it. Maybe is it Rebecca Johnson? She ran a quick uh, a quick run at the at the relays. Holly Page. Holly Page, yeah, yeah, she's running well, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Something like that, I think. Um, or Holly Little, of course. Straight off the back of the Scottish Unis. Yep. Possibly uh, Jack Leach. <laughs> the women's race. 
<laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm just saying. Just say a name. Just say names, <laughs> Doesn't matter what gender you are. I'll just say a name and see if it fits the, the chat we're having. Anyway, um, so I've, we haven't seen the start list, so that's why we haven't um, we haven't quite got a, a bit of chat in it. But it is this weekend, so good luck everyone who's running. Looking forward to seeing how those results come together. Perfect. So we also had the... Whatever news did we have? We also had news-wise... Um, so there was an announcement last week on Run Sterling. So we covered this earlier in the year when the the inter-districts, um, or great Sterling run it was called, looked like it was going to come to an end. Obviously before that we used to have the great Edinburgh cross-country, so it was a bit of a hole in the calendar. But we announced, we mentioned earlier in the year that the, the British Cross Challenge was coming up. So it's been announced it's now going to be called Run Sterling. It will include a 7K mass participation event, the Great Sterling Castle Run. And then you've got the cross country itself with the home countries and Celtic Nations cross country and the British Cross Challenge all together. So that'll be great, actually. I think it's the first sec, first weekend of January. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's early on anyway. Yeah. So, so there, that actually, could... that could be... What about that for one for you, mate? Cross Challenge. Cross Challenge. Saturday 11th of January. The Cross Bar Challenge for me these days... <laughs> Uh, no, that's uh, I, I could be potentially one there on the on the horizon, but we'll we'll see how we'll see how things go. Eh? Why not do the short course? The short course. Actually, I've got two bones to pick with you as you as a. This is. I did my, I did my short course race on Friday. Yeah, I did the, the Trump's three k. You need to, yeah. What's my what's the other bone you got to pick to me? So this we, actually I should have mentioned to you off, offline, but it's come up mine, so I'll do it now. So this oh, weekend is my now. it's the it's my fi- farewell, the last of the men's captain curry nights this week for Metro Aberdeen. Why are you not on the list? Why are you not coming out for curry and beers <laughs> well, and the lads? Thursday night. Weekend. Thursday night. Thursday night. Oh, what did I do on that Thursday night? I think I'm bathing Logan in the oh, Thursday. Night. You've changed, man. You can cur- you can have a, you can have a bed here. No excuses. I can I can see you any time I want though. I don't need to have a curry. Where's your Where's your, your, last... where's your team not... club camaraderie? Well, the TRS team. <laughs> where, where's uh... <laughs> team TRS? Team TRS. Don't... <laughs> it's not. I mean, come on. It's not like you're going anywhere, is it? Uh... It's not like you're leaving. You 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 uh, you having curry night, right? You, you, we there's, have there's, curry there's, night. There's, about, there's, about, there's about thirty lads coming out. It's going to be the there's thirty lads. Aye, a Metro Lads chat. Do you see some of the tripe that comes out of that thing? Jesus. The amount of times I'm at work and I, I get a post from Metro Lads, I'm like, I'm going to get sacked one of these Mate, days. that's your biggest mistake. That, is, that, is, that content is not safe for work. It's not. It's, in mute. it's on mute as well. Don't some of the it. things that Some of the things that come on that, but it comes straight away. Like, you, you press Messenger, you try, and, you try and clear it, and you press open by mistake, and this picture of you know what comes up, and you're like, bloody hell. Yeah. What am I meant to say that? So I'm, you're telling me to come to Metro Night, Metro Lads Night, and, and that's what, that's the sort of stuff that's happening. Cl- Jesus. Clubs across the country will have the tradition of, traditional running club pub nights. That's that's what the, the miles are built on. That's what you need, you need, to, get, you need to get involved in the future. The, the are, you operation, coming, are you coming to AGM the, next week to cast the your opera- The operations of me working and commuting home and having a drink and uh, looking after Logan's quite quite complex. I need about four <laughs> weeks in advance to to plan what I'm doing, you know. But uh, in, in defence, Tom, um, yeah, I do need to be more more social in the club setting, and uh, and certainly we we even said before the podcast 
we need to get some TRS nights on the go too. Yeah, we do. We, uh, we do. Because uh, I mean, I'm at, we're, we Skype every week, and we live ten miles away from each other. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it makes it easier. It, it makes it easier to get the show on the road, doesn't it? It does exactly, exactly. So, right, this is. I tell you what, this has been thoroughly entertaining for us both this show. But I think I feel like it's just been basically us having the catch up. <laughs> Maybe not interesting for listeners. Right, so more last bit of news. The West Island Way entries are now open. So all you ultra runners, I'm sure if you're a, a, a real enthusiast, you you will be aware of that. But if you're not, get involved. Entries are open. I don't know how quickly that sells out. Uh, pro, I would imagine it sell sell out like pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I mean, when you you think about the Highland Fling, so that's one of the the, the cousins of of the race. Um, so that's half of the uh, half of the West Highland Way, or just a little bit more, and and there's a ballot for that one. <clears throat> right. So, okay. uh, so yeah, so you do have to get your your name in fast. Um, there is a fifteen hundred pounds uh, cash cash pot for each um, of the course record holders and the male and females. Oh wow! So that's uh, that's that's that might whet some people's appetites. Nice. But I mean, it's a. I tell you what, the male Rob Sinclair's um, records. That's that's a hard one to beat, though. I mean, that's you know he, he broke that record by about twenty minutes, half an hour, and that was a that was a, a record that people thought would be quite difficult to to break. So, um, so yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if we get some uh, some faster guys and gals uh, taking part for next year. Nice. Right. I think we might be pretty much finished, mate. I think we are, yes. Other than that, so what's your plan for the week then? I've got quite a busy week. Tomorrow um, uh, I'm going to go for a swim and then uh, Metro, last committee meeting of the year. Wednesday night I've got, uh, I've got, we're going to be interviewing some of the podcast and then Thursday night, uh, last of this year's Metro Lads Night Out, pub night. And then Friday, we're going down the road actually to visit my... Uh, Brother and sister-in-law, which is cool, and we may. I think we're going to go across to watch the short course. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're they're going to be on that. So that'd be cool. And you could hop it. I could. Uh, I'll be F- TRS Facebook Live. That's what I seem to be best at. Oh well, that's it. Yeah, you could either do that or hop the course. Whatever you. Mm. That'd be good. So anyway, that'd be cool. We get out and about for that, and then yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. A pretty quiet week, mate. How about you? Oh, you know, well, I have to plan my curry night on Thursday. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. Not not much happening. Just more training. I'm doing a session at six in the morning again tomorrow, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm just trying to get out really early now. I mean, it's the only time I can get get the sessions in. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just have to get to bed early to to wake up early. So we'll we'll see how that goes, Tom. Um, but yeah, other than that, um. Any race, any other races other than the national short? I think that's all about about it. If you do want to know what other races are taking place this weekend, do go on to the Scottish Athletics website and um, go to the events page and Scottish Running Guide. You'll you'll see some of the races that are taking place there. But otherwise, if you if you aren't doing races and you want to to, to follow us, you can uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, like our page. Give us, send us a message. Uh, you can get send us a message on Facebook. We also have, what else do we have? Twitter. We've we've got Twitter. We've got our Twitter's website. Back. We're back on Twitter. We're we're getting. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're you're, back, we're, you're back on it. Twitter's where it's at. Actually, I've been amazed at how many athletes and 
governing bodies engage with us on Twitter, which is really cool. So, yeah, Twitter's where it's at. Well, there you go, folks. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've also got a Strava group as well, so that's something we're going to start doing. We need to see who the, yeah, the, the, we used, what the leaderboard's like. The problem is, at the moment, I'm I'm not looking at Strava at all for fear of being depressed by not running. <laughs> and Kyle doesn't put anything on Strava. So I did. I uploaded some oh, stuff. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. I wouldn't have seen that. Actually, Fair enough. So. Okay. There you go. Log yourself in and you'll see, uh, <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see the true reflection of my training. Nice. Um, yeah, let's so yeah, start that, doing that again. We should get back and exactly. have a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. If also, if you do want to contact us, run it, time running shorts at gmail.com is another way that you can speak to us too. Indeed. So, other than that, folks, thanks very much for listening. Uh, sorry about the mishaps with the, the, the fixtures there. The sh- uh, sorry the about, just generally sorry about what was a shambles. That, I mean, <laughs> you know, if we, if we were more professional, we'd re record all of that. <laughs> <laughs> episode to be honest like 79 episode number 79 that's that's pretty good actually yeah. isn't it if you're still hang, if you're still here with us now you're you're accepting that sort of uh, performance exactly so so well done for listening folks and uh yeah hopefully you got a run it you, you got you got and it's not on the treadmill by the way, just sorry, you cut out there and I've come, I'm not even going to cut that because it's a shambles anyway because <laughs> you repeat what you said Oh, God. It was just, it was just trite. It was just spam. <laughs> just take it out, will you? I'll, I'll leave it in. That's... There's no point in me even. There's no point in me even saying what I said because it just it doesn't bring anything else to this podcast. At all. Oh dear. Right. Oh, well. Geez. Sorry, folks. We'll, well, we'll see you next week. Folks, stick, better. Stick with us. The interviews will make this far more entertaining than our tripe that we we speak about, eh? Right. So there we go. Right. Speak to you later, on, then. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.